0: Today, we're going back to one of our OG podcast formats, the good old interview. That's right. Today, we're
1: joined by Nick Blaus, who was a semifinalist at Blue Key quarterfinals at Yale earlier this year. Then last year, he was fourth in IX for the Florida Forensic State League Tournament
0: and a champion for the South Florida CFLs. In addition to his competitive performance, Blaus is his team's co-president and captain of XTEMP, while also running an outreach program that contacts XTEMP alumni. Nick, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you both for having me. Just to start off, would you like to give a brief introduction just for yourself? So, hi, uh, my name is Nicholas, but people know
2: me as Nick. I'm a senior who's been doing extemp since freshman year. And I compete at uh, I compete for Nova High School in Davie, Florida, um, located in the Florida Manatee District. And I started speech and debate when I was in seventh grade. Um, doing events like impromptu and interp, but I really found my home as a ninth grader when I joined extent. And ever since then, you know, it started out with ASTs and, you know, tournaments like novice States and blue key. And as a sophomore, I competed more and more. And as a junior, it took off, you know, I guess, virtually, um, went to a lot of national tournaments and have really been enjoying the process. I, I love doing extemp, and I'm glad to be here.
1: You compete in Florida, right? Like you mentioned, and I think most extempers know Florida is a really competitive place to compete in extemp. So, how's that experience been? Kind of competing in a super competitive, even local district.
2: I feel like in South Florida, every tournament is like a national tournament. It feels like it's just like a sort of battleground for people from all around the state to come together. You know, there's a lot of tournaments that we compete in, um, like. Of course, local CFLs, but also Tradition, Sunvite, wu are all down here at the big national tournaments. And I've enjoyed competing at those. And there's a lot of competition in South Florida, you know. I'm close friends with folks like uh, Daniel Klein and Mark Savaro, And we all sort of compete alongside each other. And even though we view each other as sort of like our fellow competitors, we also view each other as very close friends. So I feel like even though in Florida there's a lot of competition, ultimately we all know each other. We've been competing against each other for years and we enjoy each other's company whether it be virtually or hopefully in person in the coming months i would say like one thing about um florida extempers is that we tend to be like quite like i guess content heavy like we're not necessarily as like stylistically focused i feel like a lot of time we focus a lot on content and i think that we sometimes aren't necessarily like always liked by um tournaments like in other states like i feel like in places like I don't know, maybe Georgia or New York or California. Our style is very different, and that can either be very good for um, how the judges feel about us, and sometimes it goes the other way. So it really depends. But uh, we all love what we do as well, and yeah, it's fun competing in Florida. You meet a lot of cool people.
0: I'd say that there's a whole bunch of regional differences in Xtamp, right? People in, say, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area have one way of speaking, one way of doing their content, and then people in Texas, Florida, parts of the other south, and also California have just, like, a completely different angle to Xtamp. There's minute differences, like how you walk, but also larger changes, such as varying importance given to delivery and analysis. But at least with you and your experience in Xtemp, do you think that you can categorize Floridian Xtemp, so to speak, as just a part of another regional characteristic? Or do you think that it's unique in its own right? Hmm.
2: I guess me talking about Florida extemp would be sort of like talking about your own accent. You know, you don't really think you have an accent until you go somewhere that's not your own. So I guess I wanted to hear from you guys. What do you think of Florida Xtempers, first and foremost?
1: Man, I really admire Florida extempers. Um, honestly. I love um I love y'all's delivery style. I love I love your content focused um stuff. I think it's like really like up here in the northeast, where Kevin and I are from, um, some judges can tend to be a little more uh delivery oriented as opposed to content based. Um but yeah, you mentioned like Daniel Kind, Mark Savaro, even yourself. I love the way you guys talk. I really do. Um enjoy enjoy your delivery styles i I mean that's me personally
0: yeah i think extemp from florida has definitely proven itself on the national stage especially with some of the recent performances we've seen and all of that is despite some judges or commentators that might not favor the style over other regions yeah
2: i mean uh we're home to some really great extempers i know that daniel kind is uh, currently ranked as you know like in terms of points like the highest ranked in Florida nationally as well. So I would say like just having different people competing in Florida and just that level of competition is really exciting and you
1: learn a lot. So Nick, for all of us, we've had that one tournament or maybe that one moment in our extemp career where we realized that extemp is our event and that maybe we can actually be kind of successful in this. So for you, what was that moment where you kind of clicked and realized that extemp is your thing? So it took me
2: a little while to, for that to click um, at Nova States. When I was a freshman in Florida, I was a quarterfinalist. So I know I could have done a lot better than that um, personally, but it was really this local South Florida CFL tournament where I didn't necessarily expect to break. I just went and competed. And out of like 30 people, I believe I got like fourth place. And I was in shock. Like I heard fourth place from mobile high school, like, I didn't think that was going to be me. I thought I was going to be one of my teammates, but it turned out to be me. And I went up on that stage and I was flustered. And I was so flustered that I forgot what place that I actually got. So I go up there and they're like holding like the plaques and the trophies. And I'm like, I get confused. I'm like, which one's mine? And the kids from the school are like, I don't know. So I have to literally walk back across the stage to the person that was announcing the awards. And I'm like, what place did I get? And the person was like, fourth. And then I had to go all the way back across and pick up my fourth place plaque. And that was in front of, I would say, several hundred people. But yeah. And then after that, a few weeks later, I competed at uh blue key, which was a really fun tournament. And I was an octofinalist And as a sophomore, like I was feeling really hyped. That was when I started getting really confident in my skills, um, almost too confident. But then after that, there was a to like tradition where I was a double semifinalist. So I guess those first few breaks really got me interested and got me intrigued. And there's been ups and downs ever since, but I feel like that like month as a sophomore, uh, in like mid-October to like mid-November, where I just went to like those three tournaments and broke at them, I became really involved and I felt like, you know, I had a lot to give and I had a lot of competing to do, and a lot of things to learn as well.
0: All
1: right. So another question for me. This one's this one's a favorite that I've stolen from the great Anant Velavali, the original host of this podcast. Um, and this is the extent Crush question. So we all have extempers that we look up to, extempers that we really like to listen to, people who we listen to when we were like freshman, sophomore, maybe we still listen to their speeches. Um, so for you, who's like that extemp crush? Maybe you have one, maybe you have a bunch um, that you kind of still idolize to this day.
2: Okay, um, I guess I will give a few crushes, both in terms of my current competitors, as well as the alumni that I've interacted with and I've seen their uh, speeches. Um, in terms of alumni from my high school. Um, I have two in mind right now. One is Noah Wexler, who in 2015 was a national finalist in international STEM. And he's coached me quite a bit and just remember watching his final speech and he was just hilarious, very um, charming, enthusiastic, just interesting to listen to. And the other would be uh, 2011 USX national champion for my high school, uh, Jared Odesky. He also had a wonderful speech. His content was absolutely phenomenal. and he just he was just interesting to listen to as well really intriguing really good transitions just just two phenomenal speakers that i look up to because they both sort of coached me as well and i was able to get to know them and in terms of i guess current extempers um i i gotta i gotta go to my south florida my South Florida boys uh daniel kind and mark savaro i really look up to them like competed against them so much as more more so sophomores and juniors and now as seniors and Ultimately, I really look up to Daniel Klein in terms of his overall content and his delivery and Mark Zavaro in terms of his delivery and and, and his silence content as well. And yeah, I think they're both incredible. Um, Daniel Klein has been absolutely dominant at basically every tournament, Mark Zavaro as well. And I think Mark Zavaro has been, I think, one of the most versatile competitors in speech debate. You know, he not only does extent, but also like info. And he literally also like filed at Congress this past weekend. So. I really look up to it a lot of extempers and uh, Daniel and Mark and Southport are really the ones that are definitely my extemp crushes, if you, if you
0: will. And speaking of alumni, why'd you start talking to them in the first place, especially those who you've never met as, say, like an underclassman or a novice, right? They're complete strangers in that regard.
2: Yeah. So as a freshman, I competed at Blue Key, and our high school traveled there. And there were a lot of people from our high school alumni that were visiting like the basically blue key at the time. Some of them were at UCF, some of them were at UF. And, you know, we were sort of just hanging out in the hotel room. They were telling stories about their times and extent, or, you know, some funny stories, some stories about competing. And from there, like, I really enjoyed it. You know, we had this winter camp at our school where a, a, a bunch of alumni came down. And it really took off around April of 2020, where the season for me had ended. Um, I did not qualify to nationals. I was a double semifinalist at Nat Quals. And I ended up competing at nationals in world schools, but it was, I really had a lot of downtime and extent, but I really had missed the event for a good, you know, five or six months before I was able to compete again. And it was around April when things shut down, you know, we weren't at school. We weren't really practicing very much. And I sort of wanted to have a way to keep practicing. You know, I wanted to come back junior year swinging and just like doing well. So around April, I messaged this one alum named Justin who I had met at the winter camp before. And I sort of asked him, you know, how, how have you been and all that stuff. And he responded and, you know, we ended up video calling for a good like two hours to someone that I had met once. And uh, he talked about how he ran the team when he was a captain, how, you know, his team operated and, you know, how much they practiced and what you got to, and what you have to do to be successful and all those things. And from there, I was sort of inspired to just start from him and as well as, you know, the people who were my captains when i was a freshman graduated i started from there and i just went back and back and back further and further and as i talked to one person they would recommend me reach out to the next person and i just kept going all the way back until um uh the class of 2010 recently i spoke to a guy named ryan graduated from our high school in 2010 and it's just been wonderful you know over zoom calls giving practice speeches and uh, actually interviewing them for the page that, that I run, Nova Xtemp, where we sort of highlight alumni and their time in STEM, as well as what they're doing today and what advice they give for today's team.
1: Right. And you mentioned it. And Kevin and I are smiling because this was literally our next question. You run this Instagram page. It's really cool Instagram page. So first of all, just tell us a little bit more about it. Right. What do you do with this Instagram page? What is the purpose that it has? But um. In addition to that, you know, Kevin and I know how difficult the content creation cycle is, you know, we, we create content, um, but how have you been able to maintain this Instagram page with all the other stuff that you do? So, of course, starting out in
2: the summer of 2020, there wasn't really too much to do, you know, we couldn't really um, visit any place or do much. So, I really dedicated that whole summer to just running the page and being new alumni. And what really made me start the page is that like, I was reaching out to alumni before then for like a good month or so, but they had started telling me so many stories and so many interesting things that I just wanted to remember that I really wanted an outlet to tell those stories, to really tell those stories about where they went to college, what advice they have for the extempers, what they did and all that stuff. And I've been really wanting to run that page and I started it and I just started with, you know, one alum and it kept going. And I think to this point we've, Done over 20 profiles, and it's been really fun. I think it's a way for us to sort of document who was a part of our team in the past, what they contributed, where what they're up to now, and it's sort of like, in some ways, kind of like we see it for our team as like a phone book where these are people that you can talk to and they're willing to watch you speak, and they're people that we can reach out to for help, and we can really learn a lot from them. And from there as well, I've sort of just maintained it over the course of the past year and a half, I would say. And every time when we compete at a tournament, you know, and somebody breaks, I would publish those results. Uh, funnily enough, it's usually like, I have to publish my own breaks as well. And people like joke that I'm like, I guess applauding myself, but it's sort of just what I do running the extent page. You know, I not just applaud myself, but other people break as well. It's just something I do. And it's a fun way to keep alumni that have been involved with the team for many years to be involved with today's team. And it makes them, you know, sort of interested in helping us out. And it's like a way of giving back where not only do we highlight these alumni, but we also help the alumni get involved because some of them had been wanting to be involved for years, but they didn't have that chance until somebody asked them to. And that was something that I was able to do. So I see it as being a win-win where we get a lot of help and support from alumni, which we're absolutely grateful for. And we also help sort of um reconnect alumni back to their extent days. And yeah.
0: What influence do you think that alumni have on novice extempers specifically that may differ from, say, varsity or upperclassmen extempers? And quite obviously, what unique effect has talking with alumni had on you?
2: Um, to start off with novices, I think that novices are very similar to like real life human babies, not to call them like babies, but they are really easy to sort of shape and mold and get thinking certain ways. And I think that if you're going to inspire people, the novice class is where you have the most potential to do so, you know, by bringing in alumni to speak for, you sort of inspire them to see things in a different way, not just to see debate as a class to be a part of or accept to be a club to be in, but really an outlet to express yourself, to speak out on different issues and to really develop your own skills as a speaker and performer. And I think that one thing that we've done quite a bit with alumni outreach is that we would have alumni come in and you know, over Zoom usually and sort of talk to us about how much work it takes to put in, how much work it takes to be great and what steps need to be taken. And I think that's been a big motivational factor, Um, particularly for one specific novice that I had last year, who is now a varsity member uh, named Siddharth. And last year he was the novice state champion. And even before then he was reaching out to a lot of alumni well, with the help of myself. And from there, I think that he really got inspired and kept going. And I've been using his example this year with new novices and I've been continuing to reach out alumni and have alumni watch novices speak. I think they're a really good way to both learn and to become inspired. As for myself, they've, uh, they've really kept me motivated. You know, I don't necessarily compare myself too much to anybody in particular. But I look at their example and how much work they put in. And I want to put in that same level of effort. I sort of want to carry the legacy that we have um, at my high school and just keep the keep the ball rolling forward, you know, getting new novices involved and keeping that cycle going. Once I graduate, I really want to be involved. But specifically what they've taught me is, you know, they've taught me things like how to gesture better, how to answer the question, and more notably like advanced substructure. Um, One alum, Noah, who I've mentioned briefly earlier, introduced a PowerPoint to me called uh, Advanced Substructure. And it talked about things like cause effect, impact, past, present, future, which I hadn't been like too involved in before. But that PowerPoint presentation alone, honestly, I think going into like the second semester of my junior year really changed a lot of things for me and really put me in the right direction. So just things like substructure, content, delivery, style, all those things alumni have taught me and they've kept me going. They really kept me inspired and motivated.
1: So obviously you've done a lot when it comes to doing outreach with extempers who've already graduated and out reaching out to your novices as well. So maybe what recommendations, what advice do you have for listeners of the podcast on how they can do similar outreach to what you've been doing? I would say no matter
2: if your program has historically been big or small, I think every team has some degree of alumni that they could reach out to. Um, if you're a junior or senior, reach out to the people who were your captains when you were a freshman, you know, those who are already graduated in college. And from there, ask them who they know and who they can re- potentially give you a phone number or a social media contact. And from there, just keep building on top of it. Introduce yourself. Say, hey, I'm so-and-so and I compete in extemporaneous speaking at this school or whatever event you do. And don't be afraid. You know, the worst that can happen is they say No. It doesn't matter if your team is big or small. You can keep doing that stuff. And I wouldn't say it's just about, you know, the alumni of your team, but also even like retired coaches or even coaches from other schools and even teachers from your own school. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Keep doing it because you're going to learn from new perspectives and you might meet people who could potentially change your life in many ways and give you advice that you never would have gotten previously. I think the more perspectives you hear from, ultimately, the better.
0: Huge thanks to Nicholas Blause for taking time out of his day to talk with us you've got the floor for the next 30 seconds to plug anything you want and leave our listeners with a closing remark.
2: Of course, don't be afraid to take risks. Always ask people um, to watch you speak if they can. And it's over Zoom. You know, you meet new people, they give you advice. If you guys want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is nicklaws, um, NickBlauz, and You should see me. I'm uh, followed by and follow a lot of other fellow extempers around the country. So hopefully you can find me easily. And also feel free to follow uh, Nova Extemp, and yeah, N-O-V-A-E-X-T-E-M-P on Instagram. It's a private account, but if you request to follow it, we'll accept you and you'll be able to see sort of what I've done with the page. And from there, you know, maybe you can start your own page as well and reach out to alumni. I hope that this message does a lot of good.
1: And to our listeners out there, thanks so much for listening to the Extempers Bible podcast. And if you're interested in more free Extemp resources, including weekly questions and content briefs written by some of the greatest Extempers ever, like Jimmy Gao, be sure to check out our website, extempers.org, and our Instagram page at Extempers Bible, both of which you can find
0: in in the description. Have a great day and an even better next tournament. For up-to-date listeners, our next episode is going to be a holiday drop, so stay tuned.